1: FM to get started.
3: It was a show 10 years in the making. Today we're talking WrestleMania 10, plus we have a big announcement. Stay tuned for something to wrestle after. We're tuned in to After buzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, let the Buzz.
0: Hello.
3: Welcome to Something to Wrestle After. This is the show for all of you fans of uh, Something to Wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard out there to come and talk about the big reveals. We get your fan reactions. And we're going to have a little piece of news on this show. I'm not going to say any more of that kind of stuff right now. (laughs) My name is Christy Olson. We, We do appreciate that you have tuned in live on YouTube. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts. And my panel today, let's start with film critic and one of the hosts of the AfterBuzz TV Raw After Show. Hello, Jim Alexander. Hey,
2: how's it going? Good good. Glad to be here. You are you ready for the big <laughs> announcement? Yeah, I'm like
3: <laughs> waiting
2: with anticipation.
3: Pins and needles, people. And we have a familiar face, I'm sure, to all of you AfterBuzz TV wrestling and sports fans out there. We call him the Encyclopedia of Sports Entertainment. Hi, Jim. Hi, hi, George Hermosa. Hey Homoza. again.
1: Talking to you, right? Yeah, no, we're good with you, yeah. George Hermosa. Hello there.
3: I don't think I've ever screwed up your intro before. Yeah. We are off to a great yeah. start. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: All right. Well, let's see how this one goes. All right. He I is mean- a. DJ, stand-up comedian, and another one of the hosts of the Raw After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. It's Flowbo Voice. Yeah, how's it going, everybody? That was perfect. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Gonna <laughs> Jim. You know your yeah. audience. They'll you know your audience. Yo, what's
2: up and back. <laughs>
3: no. Well, guys, we are talking about WrestleMania 10 today, but before mm. we do that, we wanted to talk a little bit about this show, and we've been doing this for a few months now. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you guys. We had uh, Steve Kaufman as well joined us for quite a while there. And um, it's been great to get to know some new AfterBuzz hosts in Jim and Flobo here, and uh, for for you guys to hear someone other than me, Rosenberg, Steve, and George for once. <laughs> but um, in all honesty, there's been a lot of changes with Bruce Pritchard's show and, and with him himself. And um, what
2: happened to Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't heard. Yeah. Yeah, sure, cool
1: now.
2: yeah.
3: So now that Bruce is back in WWE, I find the show doesn't have um, maybe enough content anymore for us to sit. And talk every hour. We've gone from about four hour episodes to like two hour ish episodes, and they even admitted themselves that last week there was a lot of feedback that the show didn't have a lot of substance. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to go ahead and stop doing this show. I don't know how to say the heart. <laughs> how to <laughs> yeah. this, this is the last episode of Something to Wrestle After for the time being, should you know. Conrad and uh, Bruce get going again in the way that we're used to, then perhaps we would pick it up again, but as of right now, I just, um, I strongly feel that to be a great after-show host, you have to be a super fan of the show, and in all honesty, I am no longer a a super fan of this show. Is there anything that you gentlemen would like to say?
0: Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it was totally a great ride, and I I was a fan of the show, and I love the fact of going back and watching the matches and using my nostalgia goggles and be mm-hmm. like, when well, I was a kid, I used to do this and that. Uh, but definitely it's time for, for changes, and it's time to, to make this the best after AfterBuzz network possible. So, of course, we may have to prune and chain some of our show offerings, and hopefully uh, in the future we come back together for another project. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. What a
3: nice sentiment. That was really
2: nice of Thank
0: you.
2: I will be turning this to something to wrestle after with Jim. <laughs> Doing a solo show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two hours. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, two. I can go for four hours, probably about <laughs> nonsense. But uh, for me, it was just great connecting with you guys. We, we just had so many fun moments, talking about things and making jokes. Whether it's Sid crapping his pants allegedly <laughs> or <of the> <laughs> whatever it was, I just think like we we learned from each other, I think, and just shared some cool memories together. So that's what I'm gonna miss about it. But completely right. I mean, the fans are calling it to Bruce, saying mm-hmm. that the show is watered down. So we're not missing that concept. You know, like, it's obvious to apparently to everyone. And when he's doing an hour and a half shows and he has nothing to talk about, like... What are we going to talk about if he has nothing to talk about? It's just so
1: it's just so crazy because I think most podcasts or more most podcasters are saying half an hour to forty five minutes is like a long show. Yeah. So for us to be complaining about oh what happened to the four hour shows mm-hmm. you know it's like it, it's it's so so like that's how that's how this just shows how great this podcast was in the real true long form that's true. and the fact that yeah it feels like they're not doing that anymore. It just feels like there is something missing. Where even after this week's episode and I'm still going to listen to the show, but I'm like that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like WrestleMania ten. There was so much more substance to this, sure. and I know they use the excuse like, "Well, we already talked about this in the archives," you know. And I, I don't know. Just I feel like that's just an excuse to like. Obviously, you know, you always want people the numbers to go up on old episodes, but yeah, just I don't know, just a little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be that. It's got to be the not a coincidence that he's back in WWE now. I just think it's a time. I don't want to get into, like, oh, well, maybe he's afraid to say something. I just think it's time. Like, it's hard to dedicate that much time to that when we already know how demanding that job is. Right. Mm -hmm. That
3: is very true. But before we are done with this one, we (laughs) are going to break down their episode of WrestleMania 10. Very glad to have you here tonight, George, to be talking about all this. So let's get into it because, you know, we did get some juicy tidbits on this little episode, and uh, we already covered the, the negative feedback that they got from last week. <laughs> uh, although I do like to hear that you know I'm not the only one. I, I don't want to feel like that fan is. Just, rah, 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 I don't like it anymore. Rah. So to, to know I'm that, like, that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, to know that I wasn't the only one that, that makes me feel better. Me. Hmm. So uh, let's go back to 1994 when you know keeping things positive as we have been all episode. Yes. There is a dark <laughs> cloud of the steroid trial hanging over WWE and numbers for. Live events, not just in wrestling, but concerts and everything are really down at this time. And uh, WWE is going to throw themselves, you know, their biggest show of the year. Ten years in the making, WrestleMania 10. They have kind of expanded internationally to sort of save their market a little bit. The money they're not making here in America. And they have lost a big name. Somebody that they've sort of built WrestleMania around for the last ten years. And that's Hulk Hogan. Right. So we immediately expect that to have some sort of effect on this show. Isn't that right? True. Sure.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, I think one of, the, one of the things that stood out to me the most and to the point where I was, you know, group texting my friends, group chatting my friends, like, what do you guys think of this stat? Is The fact that, and I was pumped. I was super pumped for WrestleMania 10. But knowing that WrestleMania 10 had a lower buy rate than WrestleMania 9, that to me was, like, mind-boggling. But it has to be Hogan.
2: Yeah. Like it George, you, you group right? texted back I, in it. I, I was like, I, that's the... That's the biggest thing. We're like, you group texted when 94? it was 94?
1: No, no, no. I, I mean,
2: now. Like, oh, okay. i like, when, like, when I when is I heard this from, from the future or something? <laughs>
1: well, back then it was AOL Instant and some messenger. But like, <laughs> yes. But, there you go. but, yeah, I group texted my friends like a couple of days ago after I heard that tidbit. I'm like, uh-huh. that, how was that even possible? Like, was anybody more excited about WrestleMania 9 than the WrestleMania 10?
0: Yeah, it has to be Hogan. The, or stepping back the whole new generation era. Like, that's the era I grew up in, and I felt like that most of my wrestling experiences from there but that mm-hmm. was definitely a down period um, deciding, okay, we're picking these guys to lead the charge. You, you're you missing the spectacle of the giant bodies because everyone's slimming down yeah. and the kind of spectacle. And, and Randy's on his way out, as you've seen his match today. I had I, I can only guarantee that was the main reason.
1: And even like I call Bruce, I call Bruce, I call BS on Bruce too because he would say like, oh, business was down a little bit. I call shenanigans because four months later, uh, Hogan and Flair do like one of the biggest buy rates ever in the history of pro wrestling. So I don't think business was down. I, it had to be Hogan on why. 10 okay. was lower than 9.
0: Yeah. If it's not Hogan, what he represents. That era, that kind of fanfare. I,
2: I, I thought it was time. I, I, we talked about it last week. The 20 was the changing of the guard and really wasn't. It was only for a year of a <laughs> changing of the guard, but this one really was. This one's set up at least years down the road because. Everything until then, it was all about Hogan. Even WrestleMania night, he hijacked the main uh-huh. event. You know, <laughs> like I, for me, that was like you're done at this point. You know, it, it came to a point where it was almost like pity title giveaways to him, just mm-hmm. so he makes an appearance. I thought it was time for guys like Bret Hart to step up. And Shawn Michaels and even Razor at the time, you know, he was on a way out too, mm-hmm. uh, soon after. But that was the changing of the guard uh, in that way. And you needed Bret Hart to get over. You needed mm-hmm. some of these faces who were going to be around for the next few years to go over.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, Hulk was out there busy being a TV star. Were you guys fans of Thunder and Paradise?
0: Yes, I, I was absolutely. I was <laughs> as
1: a kid, but then that show ended up being like hot garbage. Now that I watch it back,
0: oh yeah, I mean there was there was the movies, and then there was the first run negation thing. Basically, it was Hulk Hogan inside your television, and it wasn't wrestling. So your mom said it was too violent. It can't be violent. He's saving lives, mom. It can't turn up. You know, I loved it. Never, the seen Never
2: seen it. Never seen it. Don't were, know much about it's it. It's like
0: the Sizzler. You love it as a kid, but now you won't be able to You don't it. like Sizzler? I do not like what? Sizzler. It is a master of average.
1: How dare you?
3: Now we're talking about the restaurant, right? <laughs> yes. I, I thought Walker, Texas Ranger would be a better comparison for uh, Thunder in Paradise. Sure. but I don't know. Not Hogan, interesting. Hogan had nothing on, uh, on Chuck. Okay. Oh,
0: good to know. I like that
3: Walker. Well, not only is he uh, out there making movies and TV, but he's also hiring WCW guys to star alongside. Him?
0: (gasps) The nerve! I know how dare he go to business for himself. That's the Hogan (laughs) way. Well, he said it himself in (laughs) a recent interview that there was there was some politics that he did. That's why he protects his brand. I'm not no hot takes here. I'm not trying (laughs) to.
2: Who did he bring in from WCW? I can't
0: murder
2: Yeah. Well, there we (laughs) go. (laughs) That is exactly my point.
3: All right, point proven. How about this little tidbit that they were trying to get Tanya Harding involved somehow? In yeah. Mania Ten, this was right during the time that all the Nancy Kerrigan stuff had just happened at mm-hmm. the Olympics, right?
0: That was ninety-two,
1: like but right after yeah, it. was still, or it was still hot. Obviously, like, back okay. back then, mm-hmm. like the news didn't travel as fast as it does now. Where you know, you know, R. Kelly's kind of an afterthought right now, you know what I mean? Right. But back then, that thing lasted for like at least a year. Mm-hmm. Where like Tanya Harding was fresh, yeah. and yeah, it doesn't surprise me considering that I guess or they try to get O. J. Simpson for Mania Twelve, yeah,
2: like. I mean, yeah, Tanya Harding makes sense. <laughs> over- this is such a Vince thing to do. <laughs> I mean, this is so Vince to bring in a controversial person, and bring him into the ring to get all that publicity, get the PR. I mean, that's Vince being Vince uh, in so many ways. I, I was totally not surprised by that.
3: No. Well, uh, how about the Wahlbergs wanted to come in too and do a match? They've Over the years, we've seen Mark a couple times on like Raw and SmackDown, right? When he has something to promote. But can you imagine the d- underwear model boys?
2: Yeah, I'm not, not t- underwear model boys. Can you imagine that? I think you want to imagine that.
3: I was too young. But I'm sure you were a
1: new Kids on the Block fan. No, I was
3: way too young. Or was it
2: NKOTB when they tried to go a little I barely
3: even knew who they were. No.
2: NKOTB? Yeah. Dirty Dog? Christy just yeah. turned 19, by the way. Right, okay. exactly. <laughs> Sorry.
0: It's kind of funny having Donnie being the superior Wahlberg there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Know, yeah, walking around. That
2: is like, funny. Yeah
0: that. Well, that was weird. Uh, They talked a little bit about what they
3: called Fan Fest back Mm -hmm. in the day, and how this was sort of like a fun, new, cool thing. They sort of based it on the NBA fan experience. Have you guys ever been to Access It Mania?
2: Yeah. In Chicago, they used to do it at Woodfield Mall. Listen, it was cool. (laughs) Like, we would do, like, promos and stuff, or we'd do, like, entrances. They really set it up in the mall. So I remember once doing, like, a promo. I was cutting a Mr. Kennedy promo. Uh I just talked (laughs) about it before the show. Uh And you had um, Hillbilly J Jim and um, who was it? So, no, it's um, uh, <laughs> G- the, the mouth of the hey, South. Uh, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Hart. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, my, uh, Jimmy Hart and Hillbilly Jim judging me, you know, like yeah. on the, how well I did in a promo. And then you got a prize for it. Uh, it was cool. They actually had wrestlers come on. They had autographed signings. end up with a Matt Hardy autographed Coke bottle. It's still on my, oh my shelf. God. Wow. Yeah. I'm. Got tons of autographs. It was all free. You could get tons of merch. It was super cool. Like, that was my highlight of WrestleMania. I think Mm -hmm. it lasted from, I believe they started doing it WrestleMania 21 through 24 Mm -hmm. for that four-year gap in Chicago all the time. Even one of the WrestleManias was in Chicago, 22. Mm -hmm. But they would do that setup. It was uh, an entire weekend in Chicago, probably like... A week or two before Mania, mm-hmm. super cool. Tons of lines. I mean, tons of people showing up. Oh, awesome yeah. experience. And,
3: and now it'll kick off Wednesday in the location where mm-hmm. WrestleMania now? actually starts on oh, Wednesday, man. usually. Yeah, and goes through Sunday. You can see the Elimination Chamber yeah. they actually have there. I'm trying to think of some of the other fun, cool they stuff. They everything. They
1: have a cool little exhibit because I went in 31 when they were in San Jose. A cool little exhibit with a Ric Flair's robe, under a turquoise hat. Like mm-hmm. the statues are all there. It, Obviously, everybody's just walking around, chilling. Like just being in that environment, it's just super cool. Yeah,
0: There's Magnols.
3: And NXT matches. We had prog- progress matches a couple oh. of years ago. Uh, Christy St. Cloud made her debut. WrestleMania access. She's more wow. closing so it out. Are you? I know. Is there a line
2: to get autographs? Sir?
3: <laughs> oh, you bet there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone recognized me from Sean Show. Uh, but yeah, fan access. I just think it's it's fun to hear the beginnings of it because it is something that means so much to so many people. I mean, you go to WrestleMania, maybe you sit a million rows back and you can't really see anything and maybe it's a great experience or maybe it's not what you expected but you go to access and you get up close and personal with the wrestlers and with all the fun stuff and, and I just think that's especially because cool. this was
1: decades before like Twitter and Instagram so it's was like they were really kind of felt like they were this far and distant beyond experience with them on right. a regular basis
3: yeah oh, sure. oh I love that super
2: cool memories yeah
3: all right, what do we remember about Little Richard's opening WrestleMania performance, guys? Is that something that stands out in your mind as fans? Uh,
0: I, I was—I totally forgot about it, but I love. <laughs> yes, fact it doesn't. It <laughs> <laughs> <I> totally reminds <remember laughs> me with, uh, when Bruce mentioned uh, Vince's handshake he does when he introduced them. Yes. so I went back to watch it. And it's so comical to have him just wind up and be like Richard, you know, and and it did seem like it was old even back then with yeah. the choir around the ring, but. I don't know, the New York City audience was pretty gracious. You know, I don't know why. I just feel like it was kind of out of place, but, yeah. All
3: I remember about Little Richard from back in this day is that he was on Full House a couple times, as Denise's uncle. But it was a cool story that Bruce tried to go, Bruce tried to convince him to have the hood spa mm-hmm. to go up to someone like that and say, hey, you know, I really think you should, uh, you should, you know, maybe sing live, Little Richard. Can you imagine?
2: Uh, yeah, it happened, but <laughs> Bruce must have been secure with his job. Then. But that night, it, he might have not after that night, after right. what happened later with other celebrities, too. <laughs> All
3: right. Well, the show opens up pretty strong with Owen and Brett, right? Brett wanted to go over, but that was not the plan. What What were your guys' reactions when you watched this one back?
0: Looking back on it, like again, storyline-wise, it made a lot more sense to have Owen go over there, right? So you had Owen being like, mm-hmm. I beat the eventual champion. I have a stake to the claim. I'm still better than you, Brett. Um, if if Brett would have won and then won the title, it would have been like, ugh. Like Now we would have said, sorry, you're dying our throats, and uh, he's forcing us. So I thought it was the right decision, personally.
1: Now, real quick, by the way, we are live in the chat. I know some people are thinking that mm-hmm. we're not, but we are live in the chat. Um, but looking back... I remember I was still in the phase well, of like. What are
3: they saying? Are they saying anything good?
1: They're just saying, "Hey, I dared him to mention anything in the chat." And I just, didn't. Okay. I don't Shut know. But up. yeah, oh. you. I just um, forgot to bring
3: my army over
1: here. But, but oh, uh, going back, this was still like when I was like rooting for the good guys, uh, uh booing the bad guys. But I remember looking back at this time in '94, I'm like, why do I keep watching this match back over and over again? And why do I keep thinking this match was completely amazing? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it was like totally full story. Like the fact that Brett wanted to go over for like, I guess, for like a brief second. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it kind of like we, we know now that's like. That was one of the best matches we've ever seen, and I, I'm kind of curious. Like, maybe we can get some opinions from you guys, or maybe even the chat. Is they always say, "Oh, this is one of the, well, this is the best opening match in Mania history." I'm sorry, like maybe the best opening match in pay per view history. Like, why do you keep saying oh, yeah. Mania? Like, what what other match is better right. in pay per view
2: history that you keep having to say Mania history? Well, there's one that's better to Bruce, and that's John Cena versus Big Show. That's what he said, remember? <laughs> Did you forget right? about that? Yeah. So two WrestleMania best opening matches? Wow. Um, full circle. Yeah. No, this was this was show stealer of the night and mm-hmm. to open up the show. And it's you had that built in rivalry, brother versus brother. You mm-hmm. can't even you don't need to write the stories for this. This is already self-made in a lot of ways. Both put on good technical, clinical match, mm-hmm. you know, from both accounts and Cool finish, too. You know, uh, I, there's nothing not to like about this match, it, especially since, you know, that was kind of the crowning moment or night of Bret Hart going forward. And I thought it was a really good way. And putting over Owen at yeah. the same time. To me, the big deal was, looking back in, uh, as historians, is you look at a, a, main, a main
1: event babyface, that was probably the first time, maybe even ever, a main event babyface lost clean. Like hundred percent. There's always shenanigans. There's always like you know interference. This is one hundred percent clean. Right. So Brett, being the great storyteller that he is, and you know for this match to kind of last as long as it has, or in the test of time, like it just yeah, one of the best, again, best opening match in pay per view history.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I always thought they'd say WrestleMania not to like qualify it, but just to say of all the the matches of pay per views, WrestleMania's on this level, and this is on that level. Mm. But I totally agree with you for sure. Interesting.
3: How about the idea that, that Luna was like a small Bam Bam Bigalow? I never thought about that until.
1: In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Interesting point. I, I like yeah. this match. I know they were crapped on it. I really yeah. like this match. Yeah. What I'm, did you like about it? Everything. It was just a fun match. I mean, doink and dink. Like, I thought they were a great combo. <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: It's always in that, that blow-off second match spot, so it, the expectations are always lowered, and Luna could go. Um, I do mm-hmm. think that Dink should not have been in that ring as far as like work rates, but that's very, very inside. Dink was a great wrestler. Oh, no, but not in that match, he wasn't. I don't think he was in that match, okay. but the other three performers were great. I'm with you. I think the match is okay.
2: Not where's Bourne? I mean, that was like a whole thing about Matt Bourne not being there. That was a big topic Bruce talked about how much of a superior mm-hmm. worker and doink he was. Right. Did you guys notice the changes in the doinks? Nope. I mean, I never did. I never did. I, I just always thought it was Brooklyn Baller. Because he, like, played, like, hit oh,
1: ball yeah, or right. MVP, yeah. or what, uh, the, the baseball guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So cool. you just assumed?
1: Yeah, I really did.
0: He's everybody. Yeah. Uh, okay,
3: poor Randy Savage. Right. He, he brought it on, on himself. He wanted this match versus Crush. Yes for it, but uh, it was, according to Bruce, a debacle. Too long, there was no psychology, no chemistry, which is so weird considering the fact that these two were such good friends. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, we talk, of. we talk about ring psychology, and I know sometimes we get lost in the weeds with that some, as fans, but I saw a clear example of just things that made no sense <laughs> in that match. Uh, the tie-up that didn't really work out, but Crush still sold it, or the the, the elbow drop and being rolled out and still selling it, and I was just mm. like what was the point of that? And uh, to have the baby face go over with a gimmick like that just reminds me of that match that uh, Cena had with Batista where he taped his legs out of and that oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels weird. I, like a,
1: I never liked those finishes. It's a
0: cheap victory. Yeah. And then even when Batista came back and was like, that's something Hornswoggle would have done. It just totally <laughs> sounds like a, a cheap shot. So,
3: Do you guys remember that as being Randy Savage's last appearance yeah, 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 yeah. with with no. WWF? Like, yeah. Does that stand out to you as that?
1: Uh, yeah, but I remember Sad. during this time... I didn't really see that many falls count anywhere matches. So I thought this was normal. Like mm-hmm. you make the pin and you run back to the ring. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, this match is awesome. But now looking back, I'm like,
2: yeah, that match is garbage. Like <laughs> that made <laughs> no, 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 no sense. No right. sense at all. all
1: right.
0: Sad.
3: oh, that makes me sad. And
2: that was the last one. I mean, oh, it, it, to think about on. a lot of ways to WrestleMania 9, you had Randy doing commentary mm-hmm. to prior WrestleMania. Right. Crush was the Hawaiian <laughs> yeah, in, bro, no. uh, yeah. face going against like a heel doink, right? It right. just like so much flipped over in that one year. And I felt like it was out for a lot of guys at this point. Yeah,
0: yeah
3: bright- And that
2: was probably one of that matches where, you know.
0: Like I said, the bright side would be uh, Savage's W work, but that's another show for another time. I like this whole madness thing. Let's go. Okay, okay. Snap it to a Slim Jim. <laughs> Ooh, yeah! Who doesn't remember that?
3: Yeah. Anyone, anyone who even wasn't a wrestling fan, that's probably the one, if you ask them, what do you know about wrestling? Mm-hmm. What they say, well, that one colorful guy with the beef sticks. Put it over. <laughs> Is that what they were, beef sticks? <laughs> yeah, I guess they were beef sticks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you ever had All one right. in your pre vegan days?
3: Uh, um, I think so, yeah. Probably because Baker that reason. seems like a white trashy kind of thing we would eat. <laughs> oh that, hey, I'll tell you. You want to know? You want to know? My
2: childhood: Slim Jim, Hot Cheetos, and Coke.
3: I don't wow. think okay. Hot Cheetos back in the day.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Were there?
1: Hot treatos are, like, at least 25 years old. Oh,
3: I didn't realize that. I thought those were a new thing everyone was going to no. The, the flaming
1: over... extra hot You are 19, years. Christy, after all, <laughs> We are older, hey, so. <laughs> I won't argue. I won't argue. Uh. All
3: right. Well, uh, how about this women's match? Bruce kind of wrote it off as just a novelty, and um, the whole Leilani thing, maybe she was a little bit past her prime, but they were trying to hit that nostalgia note. On that
2: Mm. it didn't
3: didn't do much for the women's division I thought
0: it got the job done I mean Leilani was definitely uh, had a little ring rust on her and she was a little slow to move on some Uh of the reaction things and Alondra tried to do a little extra cuz it was WrestleMania but when it was all said and done it it served its purpose it showed Alondra is is dominating someone who's at least heavier than her in her her weight class if you believe in that stuff and and she had pyro so that's always good
1: (laughs) I feel like because Hogan was out was out I feel like Vince or whoever else wanted somebody from WrestleMania 1 on this card. So I feel like that's why Leilani Kai got the spot. Oh, that was just it, a
3: full circle thing. But yeah, but I
1: kind of like looking back, I feel like, and we I kind of asked Bischoff about this at the last uh, 83 Weeks episode, where this is probably exactly why Bischoff maybe didn't have a women's division in WCW. Because it was like, it was Alundra Blaze and really no one else. Like yeah. Leilani Kai was like, just randomly showed up.
3: Even And that's when, during our discussion of um, Uncensored 1996, so even two years later, she's the only one we're hearing about.
1: Yeah, and, and, and Bull Nakana wouldn't come in until, like, months later, and then mm. Birth the Fae, but it was always one at a time. It was never, like, you know, it was always one, only one baby women wrestler, mm. and then one at a time, it was heel after heel, and it's like, and then that's it.
3: Mm. Just the fact that... Everything that Medusa Luncher is, everything she's done, and what she kind of, what her career survived through, not even having any competition, mm-hmm. no opponents for her. I mean, it's just incredible. They, she, she was a one crazy. She
2: was, yeah, but it's crazy how she's kind years. of forgettable. Like um, she yeah. shouldn't be because she's been around. She was kind of a pioneer in a lot of ways. Sure. You know, we that know of the women's division. You know, she was the consistent mainstay in a lot of ways, and that could work. But we don't remember her, I acknowledge her. It was she did get knowledge in the Hall of Fame recently, right. mm-hmm. but it's like. I have to remember, like, oh, where do I remember? Oh, Medusa from WCW. But, like, uh-huh. she doesn't come immediately to your mind when I you think, think about, like, women really pioneers. It's
3: because of the way she poises herself. I think she still very much sees herself as someone who has a career and is still going to do a lot. And and if she mm-hmm. would talk about herself in, like, a way of, oh, yeah, remember how great I was. Look at all the things I accomplished. But you have a conversation with her now, and it's like, oh, well, I still have to get my book out, and I'm still doing this, and then I r- raced monster truck, race cars or monster trucks or whatever. Monster like, versus, yeah. I think it's just the fact that she doesn't put herself out there like that. Like, there's a lot of guys who sit around and go, hey, remember, I'm a legend. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. You earned it. Yeah. yeah. And she it's it's just crazy. doesn't do that.
0: That is so tragic to just to be like, you're You're so forward-thinking and driven that you don't get praise for being driven in your own
1: <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's yeah, so ironic, man. And it's crazy because we always hear about these backstage stories about Paul Heyman kind of helping out Ronda Rousey and a lot mm-hmm. of the women on the roster today. Yeah. But Medusa was like the first Paul Heyman girl. Mm-hmm. Like this, those um. like videos of her in WCW within the Dangerous Alliance. Like to me, like she was way ahead of her time, even back then. Mm-hmm. That could have been it. Yeah.
0: Keep is it a level of competition that ultimately keeps her out of everyone's mind? Like no one could think of a really good, like, long feud or anything or I thought
1: her match with Bull and Connor were awesome. For sure.
0: No, those are great. Yeah, but, but no that's one... a good point
3: though. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought about Oh. Very interesting. Yeah, well, we got a little a little tag match up in here too. No big deal. The show's already heavy. And um is what oh, that that's what I want to ask you guys. This is why I'm glad you're here, George. All these French guys. Jacques and Pierre, the Quebecers, all that yeah. is one of them now a,
1: PCO? Com- a
3: commentator for the French channel? No, no, the
1: brother is Jacques. Jacques, his brother Ray Rougeau, is a commentator for the French. Okay, team. because
3: one of the French commentators I I met once and had a very nice conversation with him, and he always remembered me and actually acknowledged my existence.
1: Yeah, uh, but but yeah uh, that's Ray, so Raymond Rougeau. His part of the fabulous Rougeau brothers. Which one of the best underrated themes of the '80s? The All American Boys. All American Boys. Wait, so
2: they were the All- Quebecers? Or no? <laughs> no, 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 no. Jacques, Jacques
1: yeah. was Jacques was in the Ruggiero brothers. Uh-huh. He became the Mountie, but yeah. Then that's right, came he came back as the Quebecers when he was not the Mountie. Ah, uh-huh. because
2: there's that Mountie. They, they messed it up on the commentary too with uh, calling him Mountie. I think uh, was it. Yeah, Jerry to King Waller, called them that. So long, That's yeah. And during this keys. pay-per-view too. Yeah.
0: Okay. Ah. It's a good time to work out. Which too. was
1: great oh cuz like they can't be the Mounties, so like the theme song goes, "We're not the Mounties." <laughs> yeah. I love that theme song. I think Quebecers, even though I think this match was hot garbage. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. I think the Quebecers are one of the most underrated teams that ever lived. It's just cuz they didn't have the longevity. They were only one from like August 93 to like May of 94.
3: What okay. how did wow. they meet their ends? I'm sorry. Eventually, like they they were like they lost to the Ray. head shrinkers, uh-huh. and
1: they just kind of split up. Jacques didn't have the best the best like reputation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, considering like his. If you see, have you ever read a son or seen a son? No. You look at a son; he looks like a pro wrestler, but because of the a bad wrestler? he's training, but like because he's had such a bad reputation, like they won't even look at him.
3: That he was just difficult to work with.
1: Yeah, like even Kevin Owens, who first got trained by Jacques, mm-hmm. says he's a
2: he's garbage. He's a piece of trash. They tried to reincarnate him with Rene Dupree <laughs> later on, anyway, That's right? That French yeah. Canadian. I like them too. There's two different Rob Conway incarnation of it, and the <laughs> other Just one look was at me. Yeah. <laughs> I love those guys. I knew
3: you guys would remember all this good stuff. I love it. Okay, we got a uh, heavyweight title match between Yokozuna and Lex Luger. A lot of talk about Lex Luger and what was going on before, leading up to this what was your take on what we learned about what was going on backstage with Lex Luger on this episode
1: doesn't surprise me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's I another guy that he didn't have the best reputation like yeah. you hear about like the Lex Express I heard one of the reasons why it just kind of fell because I just heard he was a miserable human being you know he's going out there kissing babies but like yeah. not wanting to you know what I mean and I just, I just heard he wasn't like the most fan
2: friendly person that's why it probably didn't work because oh, he, he wasn't all yeah. in I knew that because WrestleMania 9 told me the narcissist Lex Luger. <laughs> right. I mean, it was a fitting storyline, right? Yeah. WrestleMania 9, the precursor to everything else in right. a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. And then going into his WCW days, too. You know, like when you go into the Elizabeth thing. I mean, there's just so much controversy always swirling around him. And, you know, he fell on hard times later on in real life. And you didn't hear much about it, too. That That's telling, too. So it probably dates back... To this time, you know, a lot of these things, how he kind of was written off and forgotten in in a wrestling universe in a lot of ways.
0: Mm-hmm. It's pretty tragic. I, mm-hmm. I was on board as a kid. I was a weird kid growing up. I didn't like Bret Hart as a kid, but I did love Lex Luger because he had the whole you I'm a sucker for United States gimmicks. I, I can't okay. tell okay. you how much okay. like <laughs> <laughs> the episode of Superstars when the Lexpress got off and he body slammed Yoko. I thought, Oh my gosh, this guy is the man, you know and uh <laughs> Seeing it now as an adult realizes it. he really wasn't selling it. Like, does he says you got to be the gimmick. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was wearing just different tights and being something Yeah, else. like and he didn't really hurt. change that much. No, and that's why, like, watching it now, it's like, oh, I get it. That's why it didn't work. But as a kid, I was like, where's my legs? You know, he's the man.
3: <laughs> but the fact that people pick up on that, you know, Bruce was saying, like, he just didn't really work with the fans. And, uh, you know, if you're not genuine, people can...
1: Pick that up. And especially like you, look, you look at everything that Brett. We all remember that Brett video where the little kid like
0: Brett. Yeah.
1: Like I don't know, like you just would never hear like
0: Lex. Like right. you just,
1: I don't know, you just you you probably hear that and you probably think Lex would be like ugh, another <laughs> one of those kids, you know?
0: Just him sneering and
3: walking Yeah, yeah.
1: start <laughs> flexing his pecs or something.
3: <laughs> wow. Well, uh, since you guys are so sassy tonight, uh, well, how do you feel about Harvey Whippleman,
0: former women's champion Harvey Whippleman? <laughs> yeah, you know it. You know it. Uh, It's a loaded question, because, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Because he, he brought up Fink, right, yeah. in his uh, hairpiece, and he was saying some random stuff to him. And I was like, I don't know what this is for. Is it entertaining? Is it supposed to get heat? Is it supposed to be making him more of a jerk? Skip, skip, skip. So it didn't really hit me uh, as hard as I think you wanted to go there, Yeah, but that's a hard for you.
3: Well, you know, he still works with the company. He's like the... This what? He's kind of a... <laughs> Runner type, like,
2: oh, like get coffee. You know, and when, stuff? They order
3: 30, coffee. Th- yeah, when they order 30 steaks from Morton's around from the, around the corner from Staples Center when Brock Lesnar is on the show, then Harvey's the one who would go and pick
2: them oh, up. That's cool.
3: Yeah. They,
2: they know they have a Uber
3: trusted right hand man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have Grubhub, right? No,
3: they got a Whippleman. What do they need? That's Grubhub right.
1: <laughs> Quick and an, and a nice
3: guy, too. Uh, and everything that you would expect him to be, as far as you know, a little cheesy. How about this uh, WWF Intercontinental title ladder match? How about it is a stupid-ass way to uh, (laughs) present this because this is one of the greatest matches in history and also sort of made the latter match.
1: I disagree. This match sucked. I'm kidding. <laughs> First of all, the greatest I'm match kidding. of all time
0: was Earthquake versus Adam Bomb that same no. uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> It was phenomenal.
0: It definitely was, and it was a lot more brutal than people give it credit for. I mean, mm-hmm. what Shawn Michaels did specifically to Razor towards the end mm-hmm. and kid me almost died because was a big razor mark but as an adult I'm like wow to be able to try all these things at, at once far less was amazing so Mm-hmm.
2: The funny thing is, or actually, the interesting thing is, I just saw on WWE. I mean, their YouTube channel. They have the WWE playback thing, and they had live commentary with Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall recently. Oh, they wow. Must have done it over, and they're watching the match. It's like a watch along. So they watch the match and comment on it. And there were some really cool takeaways from both of them. They love oh. the over-the-top shot. Did that um,
3: just come out? Do you think they did that last week? when Oh, yeah. Scott I think at was, at I think
2: it's the newest thing that they they came out with. It must have been very recent. Because Shawn Michaels got the NXT hat on, okay, so that's recent enough for me. Um, So yeah, it was really cool to see them talk over, and they were, especially Scott. He seemed so proud of that match. Um, It was cool to kind of see them talk about it. But what an iconic match in Mm -hmm. so many ways! Mm -hmm. Just the the ladder kind of breaking apart. A lot of the talk they had in this uh, playback was that about the ladder. They only had one ladder to work with. And they didn't know what to do with it if it really broke down. Like, what would you do? You know, and they were kind of discussing, like, this ladder crapped out on us, and we just had to continue working. Um, So many takeaways. You know, just even seeing them talk about it, it's just so memorable. But Bruce
3: did reveal there was another ladder under the right? You're going to believe Bruce. You think that was a... See, uh, he, Sean, I Sean, and Scott, I hate Sean show, and Scott agreed this Sean and Scott agreed
2: that there was only one ladder, so I'll take it for them. Okay, they, I didn't
3: know that they yeah. had said that. Yeah, okay. they
2: both talked I, about how it was. I wouldn't was be only...
1: surprised, not trying to defend Bruce. I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of maybe mixed up his their match with from, from SummerSlam ninety five. He did
3: where, seem a little confused. Because of it, because that,
1: that match seemed very like convenient that like now there's more than one ladder match in, or ladder involved in the match where it's like they kind of knew, you know, have a backup plan. But yeah, this is another match where I'm like I, I hate Shawn Michaels as a fan, but, like, why do why is he so amazing in this match? This is one of those first times where I'm like, man, this guy is, like, awesome. Yeah. Like, I think he's, I think he's number one all time. But, like, this is one of those where it's like, man, like, this guy is, like, just so insanely, like, I can't stop watching this guy in the ring. Well, oh,
3: yeah. this sort of made him the king of the ladder match when, really, it was Brett's idea to do a ladder match. And that mm. was sort of, he considered it his thing. Not his thing anymore after this
2: no after ah,
1: Brad's own accolades uh, yeah I mean, well, I'm curious fine. like
2: I mean like <laughs>
1: bro, I'm not anti brett sure. okay like i I really like Brett, but he's very bitter, you um, know, like about a lot of things where like 'Cause he talked about in his book, like, Oh, that's my match I brought in from Stampede and you know, they claim like it's okay, dude. Like, we can acknowledge you as somebody maybe brought in it, but like, God forbid anybody else can have a great match on match mm-hmm. that you brought in, you know I mean, what I mean? Like
0: I, you know what, I am not it's not quite like the same comparison, but I understand where Brett's coming from because they make a point every year to mention Bischoff's contributions to the Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. But they never say Bret Hart brought this from Stampede. It's never the same level, yeah. but you're right, he is incredibly bitter. But for me what made the match cool was the fact that there was two titles. On the line, everyone yeah. was uncrowned champion their own way. It yeah. felt like a super title card match. Mm-hmm. Who was going to win? But to your point, I can imagine Bret Hart sitting there being like, all right, it's my match.
1: I lost to but, Owen. This sucks. And even that, it's like, <laughs> dude, like, you're already going to close the show as champion. Like, What right. more do you want? Give somebody else the opportunity to get over. You know sure. what I mean? That's
0: mm-hmm. true. I can't agree can was wow. great. All right.
3: Everybody's getting it from you guys today. And uh, the fact that the, that ladder match went long, like all the other matches before it, meant that the 10-man tag would mm. be cut from WrestleMania. I can just... Uh, the emotional aspect of this stuff is what really speaks to me. And can you imagine getting ready for that, preparing for your big WrestleMania moment? And this was a lot of guys that were going to get their moment <laughs> in that match to be told minutes beforehand that it's not happening.
2: Didn't we see that on the first episode of Total Divas?
3: Yes, and that's why I know it was so heart-wrenching, and yeah. I think about that all the time.
2: It happened to the women's sad. match it all the time you used to at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They either shortened them or didn't get on the card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is something that happens at WrestleMania. But when you look at this WrestleMania, me and we were talking about this, it was so short. It was like 2 hours and thir- 40 minutes maybe. Yeah. Uh, it was like 163 minutes. So that's a short WrestleMania. Now that's ha- halftime of a right. WrestleMania. <laughs> right. So they couldn't squeeze them in, and it, it was interesting how they wrote him up, They're like, they can't decide who's yeah, gonna wrestle, yeah. so they, they gave him like 10 seconds of screen time even in the locker room, which yeah. was just such a blowover. Yeah. Um, sucks for them.
3: Poor guys, yeah. Oh, alright. Well, because, we you know, we couldn't see the 10 men but we didn't get to see it on Raw. The main event. Not
1: the next day, but the week after. The
3: week after. Oh, not even not even the no, Raw after. No, it was the week after Mania. that.
1: It was like two weeks after Mania. Oh, that, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, yeah.
3: They couldn't even get the Raw after Mania. Those oh, poor man. guys. Damn. Alright. Well, all of the uh, the whole night culminated into this main event match for the championship. Yokozuna versus Bret Hart. Special ref, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper, who almost found himself on the commentary team. If Lawler wouldn't have gotten his mm-hmm. stuff straightened out, but here he is as a special guest ref on this match. Was this one that you guys were excited to go back and watch?
0: With Burt Reynolds, yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Burt was the selling point for <laughs> you.
2: Oh <Stone. laughs> wow. was- hey, are you sure that was an exciting <laughs> match then? <laughs>
1: Oh, I wow. think of
3: Burt Reynolds only as, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but he's um, Monica's hot old boyfriend from Friends, right? Richard? Nope,
1: yeah. nope.
3: Isn't that Burt Reynolds? No,
1: that's Tom Selleck. Oh, oh
3: yeah, it is Tom Come Selleck. Come on. Oh, you're blue right. Blood. Now that you've pointed that out, now I can picture oh, Burt Reynolds. That's,
1: oh, that's Magnum sure. P.I. I'm going to keep on sinking into this 19-year-old oh, uh, Christy <laughs> theme. <thing.
0: laughs> <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> the thing is, I, I We learned that he wasn't very nice. He, he wasn't. And to be fair, I mean, he's had a... a, a Legendary stories about him, about how not nice that guy is. But <laughs> to your original point, I was not a fan. I, I was already checked out by then because he had Yokozuna, which is someone I didn't like. He was a heel. Heels are bad. And then Bret Hart was somebody as a kid I could never get into. So it was mm. like, what was what would be with it for me? Like the good wrestling and psychology. I'm going
2: to go to bed. I'm tired. This was Brett's <laughs> redemption. Sure. Once again, WrestleMania 9, a prequel to this. Oh, right. Everything about WrestleMania 9, like, lives, manifests in WrestleMania 10 in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, it's that rematch without Hogan, thankfully, this time around. I was a Bret Hart guy. So, for me, Ooh. this was it. This was the crowning moment. This was Brett's time. And, yeah, Yokozuna at the time was, was that... Forced that no one could stop. Kind of like the Brock Lesnar in a lot of ways. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, like, if you got through Yokozuna, you are getting through, like, defeating the dragon. Uh, you know, not Ricky, the Simo dragon, but uh, just, like, actually, it's like David versus Goliath. Every time you face Yokozuna, because you not only had that imposing look and physique, everything about him, but he had, uh, like, always someone interfering for him. You know, he just had always so many advantages in his way so overcoming Yokozuna was just always so many obstacles and one yeah. um, and you know Mr. Fuji always uh, I mean Mr. Fuji did I get it right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just trying like losing it yeah, Mr. Uh, Fuji. yeah Mr. Fuji Yeah, oh, Mister Fuji. he's always throwing the salt or whatever at people or the powder so um, in that way it was just a huge crowning moment I thought for Bret Hart and overcoming the big bad beast
0: Maybe I'm just bitter that Lexington go there but <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> Kid Me is upset Brad. it's okay
3: Kid <laughs> Can be mad. That's all right. We're learning things now. Uh, uh, Encyclopedia of uh, professional wrestling. Any, mm-hmm. any thoughts on this one?
1: Not, nothing to add on. They kind of, they kind of, they kind of hit every spot. Um, my my only takeaway from the whole event, if anything, is I like that MSG setup. Like they were like, oh, I don't like the setup with the camera, or the hard cam facing the entrance. Yeah. I love that entrance. They did it almost mm-hmm. every time they went to MSG. Mm-hmm. I know they did it for Raw last time that Raw was there in '9. That's blah, blah, blah. the one
3: that Bruce and Vince hates. Yeah. That shot? Okay. Yeah,
1: that's why WrestleMania 20 had the shot from, like, the side. Yeah. I always liked that mid,
2: like, Rumble where, like, the, the crowd was so yeah. close. Did you guys notice how close the crowd was? Like, people were just literally grabbing. They had, like, no walkway there. That's yeah, remember, the thing. Yeah. Remember no. Rumble
1: 2008 when yeah, Cena when came it, back? It
0: split doors? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but
1: yeah. when Cena came back and he was, like, the surprise entrance, like, yeah. that crowd just felt so intimate with Cena. Like, that reaction made so much more. I loved MSG, that, that you know, midway entrance. I, I was kind of upset that WrestleMania 20 didn't have that.
0: Yeah, it's very, yeah, I think it's awesome. Very unique for that venue. Like, to me, it didn't seem pretty crowded. I think it would be too small for Mania, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a cool setup to
1: have. Well, now it's too small, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 now yeah. it's all the
0: arenas and stuff. But yeah, at the yeah. time, even then, I felt like it was pretty tight. I just
1: broke the coaster. Um know. Oh <laughs>
0: Do you guys have anything
3: to add about WrestleMania 10?
2: Yes. Uh, ch- uh, ahead, no, changing of the guard. I, I thought that was an actual changing of the guard. Really, Air of Hogan and all the kind of the. The classics, you know, the people that that had the previous nine WrestleMania that were staples of that they were mm-hmm. rehashing every year were gone at this point. And it was the era of Sean and Brett. That was the beginning of them in a lot of ways. And some of the mid-card guys, you know, you have the Doinks and Bam Bam Biggles who stuck around for the next few years following that. It was the change of the guard and it was mm-hmm. really kind of the last of Yokozuna too in a lot of ways, too, as a dominant force. That was kind of a passing of the torch, too, in that moment. So I remember that as, as, as really a change for a lot of ways. Like a month before, I had just found out that my mom's friend had a
1: black box. So this was like the first oh. event that hmm. she recorded for me. So I have it on VHS. because said, "Yeah," and I would just watch. I thought this was probably the best pay per view t- at that time. Obviously, this is '94. Sure. I didn't see a number pay per view at the time, but like at the time, I thought it was like from like top to bottom the best pay per view I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'd always skip the Men on the Mission Quebecers <laughs> match because I, I really thought that match was sucked. Yeah. But it's just because I hated that count out finish. Like that, sh- even back then, I was like, "Why is there a count out finish at WrestleMania for the titles?" Like, you know. Give yeah. me a clean finish.
0: I'm in the same boat. I, I got that. My next-door neighbor had the hot box. I got the tape uh, the week after. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, and I also hate that match, too, because it wasn't real rap. I was like, that's not rapping at all. <laughs> you know, throw your hands in the air, and something doesn't even rhyme with air. Forget it. So yeah, I, remember,
1: I remember on that tape, because I was in Peru for like a few months, so it was WrestleMania 10, an episode of Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> oh, wow. Monday Night Raw, the week after uh the, ro- the 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 whatever the thing is like episode of the simpsons where like the elephant and stampy oh, yeah, so yeah, i Sammy. i have i have that video with vhs i wish i had a vcr though
2: did you guys like before we close in on this? Did you guys like that celebration, Bret Hart, at like people coming out, like the wrestlers from the back, kind of uh, hoisting him up and celebrating I liked him? That I always it, it was an interesting mix there. You had Tatanka, you had Lex, you had uh, Sean You know, uh, you had Razor. It was an interesting group oh. there, and oh, yeah. Bob Holly too. <laughs> I liked it. It was weird when like Donnie Warburg came out. Yeah,
0: let's, let's talk
3: about let's talk about how the uh, celebrities being used in mania sort of relates to how they're doing it today this is something we do on this show uh george we call it something to wrestle with today oh, wow. and i wanted to give you guys a little uh a little time to offer your introspection as to how like those snl guys are being used this year on mania now that you've heard the kind of behind the scenes story about all the celebs at wrestlemania 10 what are your thoughts on this
1: I feel like it's a little bit better now, because I feel like back then they would just get any celebrity that they can. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, nowadays, we found out there's so many f- celebrities that are legit wrestling fans. Like, I think Che might be an actual legit wrestling fan. Yeah. Not sure about Joes, but they're kind of a package deal. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, you know, I, I feel like it's it's better now. Because obviously I was gonna I was gonna ask you real quick like you seem like a nine no fan like how did you feel that like when they said that Jenny Carth was kind of a kind of a you know a I was B-word.
3: surprised to hear that mm-hmm. I was because because yeah. she seems fairly nice mm-hmm. um, but I guess
1: just didn't want to be there probably
3: yeah and back then I mean she was such a big deal mm-hmm. back right then. I mean and anyone that who would I mean, of a deal like that now 90, is probably yeah. kind of a jerk they probably are mm.
2: I I mean we we're used to it now right when we had the special. Raw guest hosts at uh-huh. every WrestleMania. You had that whole run for a couple of years of uh, guests you know, on Raw all the, every week. You had so many huge stars. We had Hugh Jackman, Bradley Cooper. We, we had major stars. Uh-huh. like uh-huh. uh, Primetime stars coming on. So for me, and now it seems like they're kind of getting, they, they went away from it the last few years and now they're getting back into it in a lot of ways. You can see just for this WrestleMania the Colin Joes thing I'm not buying that <laughs> uh, I think it's it, it also the bad thing about it back then when they did it they were just ring announcers or yeah. um you know a Timekeeper, like you know, what had, Al Roker did. Yeah, they just together. had like minimal roles, just kind of show them up. But mm-hmm. now they get too involved in or When you know, when John Stewart is going over guys oh, and you have things so like bad. that, yeah, it's, <laughs> that it's bad. Like you can't let them. Like, Braun Strowman now is completely losing all credibility with mm-hmm. me. He's getting yeah. jobbed out because if he's in an angle and they're putting over Colin Jost yeah. and SNL guys, and Braun Strowman is a side story of it, yep. you can't let that happen. Uh, so Agreed. it depends how they use them, but I hope it doesn't get to the sad state. Let's put it over to celebrities and our guys that we've been pushing for years. Let's have them job out.
3: So who do, who do you guys think have been some of the best celebrity mania guests? Who do you think we could maybe see inducted as the celebrity uh, inductee? This Jonathan year in Taylor Fame?
1: Thomas. <laughs> <Christmas> <laughs> 11, hello, <laughs> That's a good one. I no, like I'm, that. I'm kidding. Well,
0: the president's already in the Hall of Fame. Um, Stephen Amell, he actually went over in his match. He
2: did. And, well, he actually tried. <laughs> yeah it's yeah, a good
0: it one and no. he's still kind of um, like
3: stunting for the cause and like wants to get back into it and didn't he get into it with somebody recently on Twitter about like kind um, of defending that
1: I'm sure he'll be very involved in AEW now yeah. that Arrow as an Arrow ending or ended uh, next season the yeah. short season okay. Right
3: all right. Well, that was fun. with bring it Put right in to- Rider.
1: <laughs> yeah. <Uh-oh. laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> He's not in the Hall of Fame right. considering Kid Rock is. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's a little
0: maritime. He's
1: <laughs> coming. Listen,
3: maybe this is Flowrider's Rider's year, guys. Yeah, that's my yeah.
1: choice. Is. Go next year since they're in Tampa. <laughs>
0: oh, God. oh, call it now. Flowrider. Rider. <laughs> tell, tell us how you're gonna Chrissy. will be there live. People <gasps> wow. will talk to... <laughs> all
3: right, before I start talking crap about Florida, I'm going to uh, give you guys a chance to tell everybody where to keep up with you now that uh, we won't be hanging out on Sunday nights anymore talking about this show. Jim?
2: I'm so sad about that. Well, you can find me at the Jim Alexander on all social media, realtalker.com, R- that's R-E-E-L, talker.com, and still on those after shows for Raw and NXT, I'm around. Uh, you can follow me at G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A George Moza this Friday
1: night Burbank, California there is a wrestling pro wrestling show I'll be wrestling against Fidel Bravo May uh, March 29th live that's March.
0: huge man
3: forgot, I
1: forgot it's March on
0: Twitter at Flobo Boys, on Instagram at FloBito and flobeto.com and I'm also co-hosting the Raw After Show with this guy DJ May Alexander Woo! and Star Trek Discovery on Thursday nights right here on After Buzz TV
3: I love it, and you guys can always hit me up at Christy Reports. And do not forget to watch After 83 Weeks on the 83 Weeks channel on YouTube. That's Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We always have a Q&A with Eric Bischoff himself, and uh, you know we are always around. We'll be here. Yeah. We'll see you guys all soon somewhere else.
0: Take care. Bye bye. Listen to Flow Rider.